Hello and welcome to the 28th edition of the Two Black Trinity Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm your host, Chris. And uh, today we have a show for you today. First show of 2020. Woo! Got we're, 2020 um, vision up here. We didn't review Star Wars yet, so we're going to do that. And then um, Crisis on, uh, on Infinite Earth finished up, so we can finally um, move on from this topic. We've been talking about it for like a year. So yes. It's, it's over. Yeah, alright, so, um, Star Wars. I am setting a timer on this because I could go for several hours talking about Star Wars. So I'm going to start it for 30 minutes and just go. Alright, so, my problem, I'm not even going to get to the rise of Skywalker itself yet. I'm going to talk about Disney. Disney failed this trilogy, in the words of Oliver, Oliver Queen. Uh, so, this trilogy did not have a plan. It was sort of a, we're going to play it safe with episode seven of The Force Awakens. And then we give Ryan Johnson carte blanche because people didn't like how safe seven was. So we'll let him do whatever he wants with eight. And then nine, I think the best description of it is, I think my friend Alan said, this movie is scared of itself. And that's what happens. Like, even though, you know, people didn't like the prequels, at least it had a direction that it was going. And every story beat sort of led to that end goal. Same thing with the original trilogy. While not every detail was planned out, the overall arc was detailed enough. And even if it went one or two different endings depending, it was still everything led up to it. But with this one, you just sort of had this free-for-all go at it. Even if you do want to have different directors, if you have one central storyline that you want to go to, then you just have that, and then the directors sort of build the things around it. The Rise of Skywalker itself, I enjoyed the movie. I would give it like a 7 out of 10. What about you? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it was about 7 out of 10. It was a good movie like itself. It's just that this trilogy is just weird. Yeah, it sort of did the best it could in wrapping everything up. Um, it's sort of a mess because... The vast majority, the overwhelming vast majority of this movie leaked four months before it it, it was released. So all of like the key plot points that Ray was Palpatine's granddaughter, that got leaked. Spoilers, by the way, but you know, it's been a month, so whatever. Um Kylo Ren dying, the Raylo kiss, um the different Story beats like the final order, all that, all that got leaked four months beforehand, mm-hmm. uh, which is a big problem because Rise of Skywalker leaked, Last Jedi leaked, Force Awakens leaked, Endgame leaked, Infinity War leaked. The biggest movies for Disney of the past few years have all leaked, or at least major plot points have leaked. That's very. That's that's very concerning if I'm a Disney shareholder or corporate. Like, I know people are going to see it, but I don't want my secrets being out there like that. Yeah, that's us. Especially when we come on the other side where the one of the biggest cameos of Crisis was not leaked, surprisingly. But we'll get there. Um, but with The Rise of Skywalker, it just seemed rushed in places. Um, there was a lot of fan service, which I'm fine with, you know, just give me the fan service. Some people didn't like uh, Han Solo. They were like, why is he there? Yeah, so, uh, well, let's just start off with the beginning. 
the first thing you see in the opening crawl is the dead speaks saying that Palpatine is back and he sent a message to everybody in the galaxy saying, hey, I'm back. The Sith are take, about to take over. You got about two days to live. That just does not make any sense from Palpatine's perspective because he was this behind-the-scenes, calculating, conniving villain. And all of a sudden, he's just announcing his plan to everyone so now people can at least start to try and prepare a counterattack or a defense he's just like i'm here guys and that he was a sith no one knew that the only people that knew he were who knew he was a sith was the the jedi council that were alive or on coruscant at the time of episode three vader luke leia and that's that's about it mm-hmm. no one else really knew so Mm-hmm. That was sort of a useless piece of information. And so then you jump forward in the story. I loved Ray, Poe, and Finn together. I thought that was great. Felt like Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. But I felt robbed that this is the first movie we're getting with this. Yeah. Because we had the Finn and Ray dynamic in episode one. seven. And then the then Last Jedi, they didn't really they weren't together much at all. The three characters weren't really together at all like Ray was off with Luke and then Kylo Finn was with Poe for a little bit then Rose and then Poe was just on the ship with Leia and Haldo so you didn't so now we get them all together and they had fantastic chemistry and we sort of lost out on that um there were a lot of fun and funny moments in the movie uh, especially there the one thing that sort of was weird was when they're all sinking into the sand Finn was like, I have something to tell you, Ray. And then they sink through, and then they don't die. And then he's, she's like, well, what are you going to tell me? He's like, oh, it doesn't matter. And what it come to find out is the screenwriter, Chris Terrio, who also wrote Justice League and Batman vs. Superman, um, and J.J. Abrams have come out and said that Ray, Finn was going to tell Ray that he was Force-sensitive. Now, I have no problem with Finn being Force-sensitive, but that does not make sense contextually. Mm-hmm. Why as are you about to die about to tell someone you have essentially superpowers when A, you're not using those to get you out of there, and B, what good does that do? Now, if you were going to tell her you loved her, which would make sense, and I, hey, I'm about to die with someone that I care about, let me express my love to them before, you know, I die. Yep. That makes sense story-wise. But they're like, no, he wasn't going to tell her that. So that was the thing. Uh, we were supposed to see, according to leaks from uh, an inside source at Disney, we were supposed to see a Force-sensitive Finn, but that got cut. So thanks for that, Disney. <laughs> um, we were supposed to. We were supposed to get a lot of things. The original cut for the movie was about three hours. And then Disney hacked it to all hell, and J.J. didn't even see the final product until the um, the release, and it was not the one that he had submitted, which I feel bad for J.J. Hashtag release the J.J. cut. Um, hashtag release the Snyder cut. Anyway, uh, so I guess one of my biggest gripes with the movie is Raylo. Um, which has been pushed on since Ryan Johnson and uh, you see a shirtless Kylo in episode 8 
and Ray's just, you know, sort of blushed a little bit, like, could you, could you put a tunic on or something? And so then... Just couldn't resist. It was just born on the internet where it was like Ray and Kylo's connection is just this, like, grungy, BDSM, like, relationship. And I'm just like, okay, most of the people pushing for this are between the age of 13 and 17. What do you really know about that? Yeah. But, no, it's not good. Very yeah. bad, not good. Yeah, but the Very other, bad. The, yeah, just... Mm, no. And I'm not talking about BDSM buddies doing social media. But you have... A so the, Kylo has tortured Ray, tried to kill her, killed her mentor. She's tried to kill him. He's tried to kill her friends. He's killed multiple people over the course of the movies. Terrorized the galaxy. They've blown up like planets and like committed genocide. Right. So you've blown up by my count five planets. <laughs> uh, and so you know you're saying like just because he has some good in him that should like make him redeemable it it, it doesn't no because we were I, I someone said that uh kylo ren's redemption art is like a bad version of zuko's oh yeah, Avatar yeah, yeah. Last he's, a poor, Airbender. he's a poor man zuko because the thing about like Avatar last airbender for those of you who hadn't seen it zuko is a character he's pretty much like he's a he's pretty much an evil prince and like a child of the empire he starts off the show he's like a fascist mm-hmm. pretty much and slowly over the show, thanks to his uncle and thanks to Aang, the main character, he slowly but surely becomes a good person, rejects his father and his evil sister, and by the end of the show, he's like a legitimate good guy. Yeah. You know, and but with Kylo Ren, you just kind of feel like, it. I, his, his turn didn't, I mean, you knew that some, he was probably going to be good, mm-hmm. but since it was a movie and, you know, I just felt like... His we just didn't earn his turn of really being good, right? And so a lot of this, you know, you could see him in seven and be like, okay, he's going to be, he's going to be redeemed. They're going to follow the Darth Vader arc. Like they, they could not have you know foreshadowed that any heavier. But the thing was, is that with eight after you kill after he kills Snoke, without a big bad then Kylo has to be the big bad but then they're like no we're gonna bring Palpatine back which just pretty much just says alright he's gonna be a good guy again yeah now what they could have done was say he didn't want to follow Palpatine so he's gonna team up with the you know resistance to fight them and then you know be you know his own thing again but they didn't go with that either so he uh, Leia uses the last bit of her power to reach out to him, which that from the other side of the galaxy, which the strain on her kills her. What was originally supposed to be in the script allegedly was that Leia in using was doing the same thing Luke was doing, projecting, but using the memory of Han to start that conversation. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to see that, but then that got cut, which wouldn't make sense. Because you don't have that um, footage of Carrie Fisher to have her do it. And it makes sense you could bring Harrison Ford in. But it's just sort of janky that you have that there. And then Ray kills him. And then she force heals him. Which a lot of people were upset about. I was fine with force healing because that's been in the post-original trip. Yeah, that's been in the extended universe in the like Kodor days. As well as the... 
uh, post original trilogy books, games, and comics. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're like, well, why didn't the Jedi know about that? Or like the Jedi Order. I was like, the Jedi Order got pretty arrogant, thought they were, you know, pretty much knew everything about the Force. They were wrong. Um, so there's that. Uh, people have gr- brought up Force Ghosts, uh, the inconsistency there, like why. Luke was able to catch the lightsaber before Ray tossed it into the fire, or as Ray tossed it into the fire. Why was he able to lift the ship? Why was Yoda able to, you know, call down lightning in Episode Eight? And it's just like, just because it hasn't been done before, it doesn't mean it can't be done. Mm-hmm. Because realistically, Yoda, no, Obi Wan was the first Force ghost that we saw. That had never been done before. And then Qui-Gon was supposed to be in episode three, but that, like, some out-of-production things messed that up. But in the Clone Wars TV show, they talk about how his um, training was incomplete. So he couldn't even show himself as a Force goes. He could just talk through the Force. But the Wills, the people that talked, that, you know, taught Yoda, and thus, you know, Yoda taught Obi-Wan could interact with the outside world. Like, they messed with Yoda's ship, and Quagon, even as a Force voice, moved around things in the room. So, that sort of tossed that out there. Uh, Chewie's fake death. It seemed like there was a lot of people that fake died and then came back. Well, I like I like Ray using the Force, force lightning. lightning. Oh, that was dope. That was cool. Or also her catching the ship. I was like, Starkiller. Starkiller. Yeah. Force Unleashed. Some people are like, Ray's OP, but I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But then, but like, the whole, like, fake killing Chewie, it's like, there's no way Chewbacca is dead. I was just like, they, they should, they wouldn't do it like that. Um, and then they didn't. You, like, all that feeling of, oh my god, Chewie's dead lasted for like two minutes. Yeah. If that. Um, so there was a lot of, you had that with Chewie, you had that with 3PO, had that with Ray. And technically Kylo. So, multiple characters died and then came back within like two minutes. Yep. Um, yeah. Back to Raylo. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't be a thing where you have this abusive, emotionally manipulative character end up with your protagonist and they be uh, a romantic relationship because... That's just all types of wrong, and you don't want to encourage that, especially when these movies are, for the most part, for children. Yeah. That's not something you just want to put into people's... Yeah, the loving my abuser trope is just... I mean, it's problematic for a lot of reasons. It's just not... It's just very bad, not good. Yeah. Some people wanted Zuko to hook up with Katara and Avatar, and I was like, no. Yeah, that was a... Big Zutara, yeah. I remember back in the day. Yeah, Uh, apparently JJ didn't want that in there. JJ originally had Kylo and Rey as like a sibling rivalry type relationship. And like, if you took the kiss out of that scene, does the movie ending really change? No, no, no. And so then, you know, apparently um, Bob Iger wanted to. have people have everyone be happy with this movie mm-hmm. because of the vitriol reaction to episode eight. And so one of the things was having that kiss in there to make the Raylos happy. So the Raylos were happy for about those 30 seconds until Ben died. And then they were pissed because now there's like a hashtag like Ben deserved better. I was like, no, he didn't. 
He was a bad guy. He was a genocidal maniac. He died. Yep. He was not about to live and then, you know, just chill around. Like, someone would have tried to kill him. But any outside of that, it's just, you tried to do, you tried to make everyone happy. And you didn't let the story breathe at all. It was all very self-contained. And with that option, it's just when you didn't have a plan for where you wanted this story to go, this is what you end up with. Yep. And that's very worrisome. Yeah. I I wish they would just take a break from Star Wars for a while. I feel like they're not going to. Nope. Um, I mean, the land, the Mandalorian was good. Mandalorian was excellent. But that was because it was self-contained. Right. And they didn't have to worry about much else. Yeah, and... This... I mean, even if you didn't know who Yoda was, it's still... Mm-hmm. Baby Yoda's like, oh, it's still an adorable baby. Right. And so then you'll have... So I think they're on a break from movies until 2022. But you have... TV shows in development, there's talks that John Favreau or Kevin Feige or Taika. Taika are going to take over Star Wars. And I'm just like, please don't turn this into this MCU. Don't just just don't do it. I you know If it like, goes to Taika, you're not gonna be happy. <laughs> so Jojo Rabbit apparently was really good. I didn't well, see it. Neither, neither did I. I. I just think that if you you do need someone that has direction, um, I think that like one of the things I read in a Kathleen Kennedy interview was saying that she's like, there's nowhere for us to go with like you know no source material. We're just sort of like we're creating it. I was like, the extended universe exists. You don't have to do the exact same thing, but there's something you can build off of. Yeah. But I, and I think there was a, the biggest problem with bringing Palpatine back is it's something based off like the Dark Empire uh, trilogy or maybe it was like four books, something like that. But what a lot of people didn't like about that because it was um, majorly disliked by the fan base was because you will pretty much eliminate Anakin's sacrifice. He doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because if he brought balance to the Force, especially like in this um, um, timeline there was so um, so Ben Solo, Kylo Ren is 30 in The Rise of Skywalker uh, the episode so episode 4 which is where they just sort of based the timeline off of when the Battle of Yavin happened was 34 years prior to The Force Awakens mm-hmm and in one of the books, it talks about when Leia is pregnant with Ben Solo, she can feel a Dark Force user reaching out trying to seduce her child. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, and we know Palpatine created Snoke, that means Palpatine didn't really die. Or if he was dead, he was dead for maybe like a year or two because he still had to create Snoke for Snoke to be able to do that. Well, they had a bunch of, like, Snokes in, like, the lab, didn't they? Yeah, which was... It was implied he was, like, a clone. Yeah, so the, the, the science there was, or the Star Wars science there was, it was a Kaminoan body and Palpatine's DNA together. That's why he was so tall and gangly. He was based off the Kaminoans and his DNA, which is why he sort of looked, like, humanoid and was tall and 
ridiculous. Yeah, he was. Um, so, so there's that. But it was like Anakin's sacrifice was pretty much nullified. And then the other thing was that apparently Palpatine. I don't know if this is rumor or just based off someone said it or whatever, but Palpatine transported himself across the galaxy before he reached the bottom of that um, shaft when he got tossed down there by Vader and using up all his force power to pretty much do that, which is why he was, you know, connected to the Animus for episode nine. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like... So Anakin didn't really do anything. No, he didn't. He brought balance yeah. to the galaxy for like two years at best. So when you hear Anakin as a Force ghost saying, bring balance to the Force, as I did, Ray, it's just like, did you though? Which I did love hearing all the different Jedi um, from both the Clone Wars TV shows or Rebels and and the various movies. I, I did love that. Apparently we were supposed to see Samuel L. Jackson um, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker helping Rey like I guess all those cloaked sh- shrouded Sith were supposed to try and come attack her they were going to hold them off that would have been cool to see apparently that, that got cool. apparently that got cut too which I'm like why would you do that that would have made everyone happy that would have made prequel fans happy that would have made samuel L. jackson fans happy. happy everyone loves ewan mcgregor yep. so that would have made everybody happy um so it was just sort of like why why would you cut that out but because you know people said they saw uh, hayden christensen on set like in garb and so you know what that guy that. that guy didn't act after saw the prequels did he 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 had a couple he was in jumper and he had, I think he had a couple right other now. I know he was in jumper and that came out not too long after no, he's only 38 years old huh huh but yeah so there was just um uh, and then Ray Skywalker um no like I don't hate that part. There are a lot of people that are just like that. Just ruined the movie for me. I'm like I don't I don't see why I could pick out like eight. I mean, she's not literally a Skywalker though. No, she's just adopting. She's the just name. like hey, I'm adopting. I'm. It's like I guess she's saying hey, I'm continuing the legacy right of like Luke and Leia. Which I'm like I'm I'm fine with that. You know, and people were just like, well, she should have said she was Ray Palpatine. I'm like, no, she shouldn't. No, have. she wouldn't. That would have been very bad. It's a good on meme format. Have you seen it? It was like I'm Ray. It was like Ray Mysterio, and then she puts on a wrestling mask. <laughs> My favorite one is the Superman one from Man of Steel, and he's like, "What does the S stand for?" Skywalker. And you see Luke and Leia's Force Ghost in the background. <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, I get why they did that. I de- right. She definitely shouldn't have said Ray Palpatine because you know, especially since he came back. But I think that you shouldn't have made such an emphasis on on that I think that was a little bit weird um, for that it just didn't come off like natural Um, you know it it felt sort of shoehorned in and then the ending there with her looking off in the twin sons that didn't really feel earned like it's true that Star Wars started off with the Star Destroyer coming shooting the uh, Corellian um, Corvette, but the saga really started when Luke's looking off into the Twin Suns. When you meet 
your uh, main protagonist. Like, that's the iconic shot of Star Wars, so it made sense for it to end it there, but with having it with Rey doesn't really feel earned. Like, yeah. you could see her walking off into the sun and then seeing Luke and Leia look off under that. That would have been better, in my opinion, but having Rey do that doesn't really feel earned. Um, and then, I think I sent it to you, but you heard about um, Colin Trevorrow, who was the original director for Nine. His script allegedly got leaked, and then it got pulled by Disney almost immediately, which sort of lends more credence to that it was the actual script. I read it, or at least a, a, synop- a few synopses of it. I I like it in the sense that it doesn't feel like it's going. To, it was a overcorrection from Episode Eight, and it felt like it was its own movie, and it actually went places as opposed to just sort of like, hey, let's make everyone happy. Um, but some highlights from that would be that the First Order pretty much taken over the entire galaxy. Um, Poe, Finn, and some uh, Resistance fighters went to do a surprise attack on Coruscant to try and turn on this old Jedi Order beacon to summon the rest of the Resistance allies to Coruscant for a final battle. Um, Ray uh, or Kylo Ren was off searching the galaxy for them. I can't remember what now. And Luke was trying to turn him as a force goes, turn him back to the light side, only to find out he's too far gone. Uh, Ray and Kylo Ren would off fight on Mortis, which, if you watch the Clone Wars TV show, was like the planet that was essentially like the um the epitome of the force mm-hmm. there were three beings that lived on there the father who was essentially the chosen one and his daughter was the light side of the force and his son was the dark side of the force and everything was in balance there um so that would have been cool to see so you know whether you like that or not it at least would have told its own story um i agree but i you have this trilogy that just sort of feels disjointed and has split the fan base now there are a key demographic of star wars fans that i could just say you could just leave the fandom because they are toxic they are misogynistic they are racist pretty much every ist they are yep and they are the reason why george left they are the reason why I honestly you're the reason why we have the trilogy we have now I mean granted Disney could have planned it better but you know you revolted against George and everything he did like this was his child and this is what you you know this is what you did you ruined him he doesn't even want to really be involved with Star Wars things now because you know it's it's toxic to him which is really sad you know it is really sad you know being even remotely creative if you think of something that you created and you spent your you gave your life to a marriage to and now you don't really want to do anything with it like that's sad. wait he got a divorce yeah really yeah his first wife um it honestly if it wasn't for his first wife we wouldn't have stars as it was she was a integral part in helping like she would be because they got divorced in um uh, i think right before return of the jedi i didn't know that and so he w- she would be someone he would bounce ideas off of she helped um i'm not sure if she helped with casting but she helped with a lot of like the 
uh, behind the scenes stuff. But yeah, if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have Star Wars as it was today because she was an integral part, at least in A New Hope and part of Empire. But, you know, you know, I was watching something. They were basically saying, like, if he had her during the prequels, the prequels would be better than what we had now. Hmm. Um, I was going to talk about one other thing with uh, The Rise of Skywalker. John Boyega. Yes. Hilarious. So, New Year's Eve. John Boyega, I, I don't know if someone commented on his or what but people were pretty much trying to troll him with Raylo and saying that Kylo Ren won because Ray kissed Kylo Ren John Boyega one of the comments that John Boyega said was <laughs> it doesn't matter who she kisses it matters who lays the pipe <laughs> and so this whole slew of Raylo fans got Yes, they called him misogynist. They started, you know, like calling him all types of names. The racism came out. It was just, and so then he started trolling them back on Twitter. And so, like, there were so many tweets like, I can't believe I looked up to you. You're a terrible person. He's like, well, I'd rather her kiss Ray than just you going around screaming her name, you know, saying Ray for three movies. And he's like, hey, if they had 17 more movies of me screaming that, I'll still be in those movies. I don't care. He wants to check. Right. (laughs) Exactly. He's like, I'm secure in the bag. Right. So, you know, and uh, so then uh, maybe like last week, he... um, he posted a video of the uh, some of the tweets that got sent at him and various videos of him like slapping them away or dancing and kicking them out. And there was some good editing on that. Oh yeah, it was great, fantastic. Great editing. sound effects. Like he must have. I don't know if he did it himself or he had like a guy mm-hmm. make that for him. Yeah, but it was it was fantastic. It was hilarious. And you know, he ends. It was like glad I got that out of my system. But then all those people whose tweets were showing up, they all got pissed. They're like, how could you put us out there publicly like that? It was just like, y'all tweeted that. Y'all don't have private well, accounts. Those are all like Stan accounts. Yeah. Like, for those of you who don't know, a Stan account is when you make an account on Twitter to or Twitter or Instagram to just um, talk about a certain fandom you like or a certain celebrity you like. You know, usually a stan account is dedicated to, you know, one aspect of one show or one movie you're into. Or sometimes celebrities have stan accounts, you know. You could be a Cardi B stan or something. Yeah, and I think there was one account on there where, I don't know how, but she's shown up at various Star Wars events. And she has taken pictures with Kelly Marie Tran, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac... I'm not sure if she had one with da- uh, Daisy Ridley, but I know she at least had one with I think a lot, uh, Adam Driver. I, I used to think most Stan accounts were high school kids, but no, some of these are like grown ass adults. Yeah, so I and I think she I think she was college age. I want to say, but she got like really upset. I, I like you know those uh, Twitter threads where it's like a guy shooting his shot, and all these other guys are just like, "Hey man, thanks for letting me borrow your Lamborghini the other day. It really helped me out." Blah blah. blah. You know those threads. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but they were all just sort of like comforting her, like you're such a good person. You didn't deserve John to you know like make fun of you like that. And I'm like, he just laughed at her tweet, but 
go off, I guess. Um, but 30 minute timer, I just kept it from going off so I don't flash back because it's the alarm that, you know, wakes me up. Um, but I still love Star Wars. I like the movie. It did make me like The Last Jedi left because some things didn't make sense, you know, transferring over. Like, how could Luke lift up the ship and then give it to Ray for her to use him, though it's been underwater for several years? And then he didn't do that himself. I just felt like that was dumb. Uh, they need to stop writing and making books about Kylo Ren when he was younger because they are making him such a much more pathetic character because he didn't destroy the Jedi Temple. Snoke did. He actually went to try and go save some of those students. No. And then you know how like the fire blew back Luke in episode eight? Yeah. That's what happened to him. So they, they put that in a book. It's in a comic. Oh. And you know, he's like training with Snoke now in the comic, but it's just like what did what did he even really do? He was just sort you know, like you're making him this misguided kid and it's just like, no, he needs to be a bad guy to, you know, be redeemed because now you're just really making him this whiny, pathetic emo with a glow stick. But, you know, I hope Disney steps back from Star Wars, lets pl- let people plan out what they want to do, let the directors have their creative uh, control over the movies that they make. Because you have a dedicated fan base with Star Wars, even the old heads that are mad about it, they will either come or they won't. But you have a new generation now. You have the prequel generation that will still go see it, and you have the sequel generation that will go see it. And you just need to rely on that. You're still going to make a billion dollars if you put out a quality movie, unlike Solo. But there it is. That's it. Now to something that made me completely happy. <laughs> yeah, all right. So the only the only thing that I have to say about Star Wars was that uh, poor Kelly Marie Tran and Finn didn't have an arc, and that bothered me because like he had so much promise in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, this rebel, you know, stormtrooper switches sides. Nope. So um, that was really disappointing. But at this point, I'm I'm I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Oh, Robert did. Pro- my brother did propose like what he would have done with with the trilogy where he would have had essentially like the the first order of resistance sort of pretty much be the same but Finn would be the main character and he would be that deserting stormtrooper still he lands on Jakku and everything but he finds Rey who was trained by Luke and so he Finn is force sensitive and so then Rey trains Finn and then they, you know, go off to search for Luke and everything like that. Whereas Finn is the focus instead of Rey. Because we've already seen twice the strong Force-sensitive character from a desert that then goes on to fight, you know, in a war and everything. And fights, a, you know, we've seen that before. We saw it with Luke. We saw it with Anakin. And then you did the same thing with Rey. Yeah. And they're all Skywalkers. Yep. But that's that. <sighs> yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, but uh, moving on, um, yeah, we, we're we're gonna talk about the ending of Crisis on Earth, um, on Infinite Earth next, and then um, I also also want to talk about the Morbius trailer. Oh yeah, we can talk about that because that was a uh, interesting. It was, it was a nice little treat. Maybe Tobey Maguire will come back. <laughs> as long as he doesn't dance. All right, so um. Yeah, we got uh, parts four and five of uh, Crisis. Um, 
Last, this week, actually. Yeah. Well, last week, I guess, yeah. technically, because Sunday came out. Uh, what day was it on? Tuesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, so, uh, they're in the banishment. So, the, all this left now. Everybody's dead except for the Paragon. Lex Luthor killed um, Brandon Routh Superman and took him over. Trying to find a way to get out. Oliver shows up as a Spectre, which they had we had known already. Um, first of all, first of all, what do you think of Oliver Spectre costume? Uh, <laughs> it was him in a hood. Yeah, it was just like you know uh, how do you put it? Very Sith like. How did you feel about his voice with the? Uh, I felt like that was super unnecessary to give him the uh, weird echo distortion with his voice. Harry, do you trust me? Yeah, I was... I oh, was, yeah! I don't know. Like, I feel like if you were going to do something like that, that you would do an echo where it's, like, all the other Spectres, or at least with, like, Jim Corrigan or something. Or, like, you give the Spectre a voice, mm-hmm. since it is technically a separate entity that bonds onto a human. But, yeah, it was just sort of weird. Yep. Uh, I mean, his costume was fine. They couldn't do a comic accurate costume because the comic accurate Spectre is like green draws and a cape. Yep. <laughs> a cape and a hood. And a and, pale white guy. And Stephen Amell is not about to walk around in draws in Vancouver in the wintertime. Nope. Or the fall. Nope. That was just not happening. Yeah. And so I, I was fine with him being the Spectre. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, but... Uh, he didn't really do much. No, he didn't. Well, we'll get to that. So, um, they they split up the teams. Mm-hmm. Um, what, Supergirl, Lex, and Ryan Choi go... They go into the past to go find Marnovu, the original Monitor. Because, oh, mm-hmm. I forgot, we got a flashback where we found out. The Monitor was, like, a normal human person who ended up... Um, he ended up traveling with the beginning of the universe mm-hmm. and uh, antimatter, is, and he came in contact with antimatter that created the antimonitor, pretty much. Right. So that team goes there, and then the other, and then everyone else is in like this. We is in the Speed Force, right? Where they're all like reliving past parts of Arrowverse, mm-hmm. and uh, you pretty much got the most unexpected cameo ever. Yeah, Chris, you want to talk about it? So I was hashtag Snyderverse lives. I was like ten minutes behind, and I get a text message from Chris, and he's just like, "What did you say? Like, oh my god, or something?" I was like, like "Did that. you see it?" He's or? like, "Did you see?" It? He's like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "What?" He's like, "Don't go on Twitter." And I was like, "All right." And I was like, "I was really worried. I thought it was going to be something bad." When you said that, I was I was telling Robert, so I'm just waiting, and he's just like, "Let me know when you see it." And then I knew you were gonna know, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so then you know you see Barry running the Star Labs, and then you hear, "Wait, what's going on?" I'm like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> and then you see Ezra Miller in the Flash costume for Justice League. I was like, "The Snyderverse lives!" Yes, we got Ezra Miller from the DC um, EU to return as a Flash. And he had a fun scene with uh, Grant Gustin. Yeah, and the fact that that didn't leak yeah. is amazing. It didn't leak. Because they, they were asked about it before, and they were like, oh, you know, it's hard to get movie people because, you know, it's hard to get them. They have contracts, da 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 But no, they got, we finally got a, our official crossover, the DCU and the Arrowverse, which they told us was just never, ever going to happen. 
take notes, Disney, for two reasons. One, because it did not get leaked. Even the other members of the superhero teams did not know. No, and like, because uh, I saw on Instagram, like, Brandon Routh and Melissa Benoist, they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. And then the second thing is, DCEU and the DC TV universe, and technically all the DC, a lot of different DC movie universes connected before the MCU did with yep. its TV universe. Yep, it was MCU was supposed to be all connected. We couldn't get a Defenders cameo in Infinity War. Which would have been easy to do. It All you literally needed was, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have just had, you know, them looking at the news or some shit. Yeah. You know, Luke Cage or, could have been in the barber shop and look at the news and be like, "Oh, you know, what the fuck is that?" And they could have been done. Right, or you know, you just have because uh, the other thing is you have Doctor Strange with a bunch of magicians who is also mystical. Iron Fist, he could have literally just walked through the portal, never have to see him fight because you know it's Iron Fist, right? But you know, you could have just or something. Uh, but, but they didn't. You no, know, but uh, so I remember in uh the after show during like the first and third the third hour i believe they were talking about how we would get an origin story for their monitor and an anti-monitor i was expecting a little bit more than what they showed yeah i thought they were actually going to be like brothers but it's pretty much i mean the anti-monitor was pretty much an evil doppelganger which is what he is in the comics but it was just sort of like when you say you're going to show an origin story I expect more than like three minutes. Well, aren't they? Well, in the comics now, they have a mom, right? I per- think now. Perpetua yeah. is their mom. But in the Crisis of Infinite Earths, like the comic, when the monitor was born, the anti-monitor was born, that was a, as a result of Krona's experiments to look back at the beginning of the universe, which is sort of how the anti-monitor was born here. The monitor wanted to look back at the very beginning of the universe, got stuck in the animator universe, and boom, bang, bow, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, there's the anti-monitor. Um, but, you know, Lex Luthor giving himself powers, very Lex thing Very Lex-like, fights Supergirl, which is cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I like Lex's whole crossover. Even at the end during the... Well, not... It wasn't the final battle, but in the final battle of that episode where he's like, is this what being a hero is like? Yeah. Um, and then they they beat the Anti-Monitor or they create the new universe, however you want to put it, with the Care Bear Stare. The same way they created Bebo. Pretty much, yeah. No, I mean, the final battle... It was corny. I did like Oliver, like pretty much hugging the anti-monitor and saying, "You failed this universe." I don't know why I didn't say multiverse, but yeah, I was just. It like, probably they probably did double takes, and they were probably like, "Universe sounds cooler." Yeah, I was just like, "Well, he wasn't trying to save it, so." Beam in the sky. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm I'm trying to think. We missed before that. Oh, before that, they went to like different like periods in time. Like yeah. when Sarah first died, we had Laurel and Dilla there. The first the alien crossover where Oliver was racist. Yep. Towards aliens, and um, oh Ray Palmer and Oliver. Ray Palmer was like when that was before. I think they had their first fight. No, that was that would have been after their first fight. 
Um, but before, uh, it probably would have been like right before the episode where Oliver was sort of like controlling Ray's suit while Ray was in it, like teaching him the fight. Yeah, it probably would have been like before that episode, and then Kate like shows up there. She doesn't. She doesn't know anybody. Right, and which is also sort of weird because she doesn't really know anyone. Yeah, and so she's stuck there making a speech like where she has to like she's making the realization that this is for her, but it's at the same time it's just sort of like her little thing to blacklighting like oh yeah this was me last year this is you this, this year what's you you're still new. <laughs> I mean, they, they pretty much... I mean, they're clearly trying to write Kate as, like, gender-bent Oliver Queen, gender-bent yeah. Bruce Wayne, who, I mean, Oliver Queen was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's the Bruce Wayne of this universe, and Kate is pretty much gender-bent, you know, right. them. And then, you know, Kara was really excited to see Kate when she came back, and it's just like, I... They're not... They're not that good of friends yet. Not yet, Like, no. I know you're trying to make them the new Barry and Oliver, which is fine, but they, you know... They had the last crossover, and then you watch Batwoman. Supergirl hasn't been on there, has no. she? Yeah. Batwoman so. did not care about Crisis at all. Yeah, so. But, yeah, that was weird. Oh, we also had the flashback from um, Elseworlds. Where Oliver, oh, yeah, 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 he yeah, has yeah, the magic yeah. arrow and shoots the book, which it was pretty much, she was like, Barry was like, oh, I knew you probably made some sort of deal, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, this episode, for the most part, I thought was I thought it was better. I, th- um, I thought it was one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. You know, the the final battle was cool. Albert Inspector was cool. You know, I definitely you could have used more money in certain areas, but hey, you did have a final battle for the universe. We got the new universe, which was it was weird because this episode felt like it would have been like the end. Mm-hmm. But we had another one after that was pretty much almost like an aftermath type deal. Yeah, and it was a Legends episode, which means it was going to be a bit weirder than... It was very goofy. Yeah. So we start seeing... So in the fifth episode is when we start seeing all the changes. Well, before we get to the fifth episode, Oliver dies again. Oh, yeah. He I died forgot. twice. Oh, yeah. Oliver died again. Um, The second death was better. Yeah. Just because you're like, okay, well, he actually did something. His sacrifice meant something. You know, it's what the monitor saw apparently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was fine. I mean, we knew we knew Oliver was gonna die for a year. Yeah, I would rather, but that, and that's the thing. Well, okay, several things don't make sense now. Um, but one thing, I was sort of hoping he would stay alive as the monitor, maybe lose a bit more individuality from it. Or the specter, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, so he could, you know, as the specter, could at least pop in every now and again. Yeah, I guess there's I guess Stephen Amell's is done. I don't know. Which is fine. Good for him. You know, he done it for almost ten years and you know, look good for you, man. I think he's tired of being I think he's tired of working out too. I saw an interview where we talked about it. I mean he he's a dad now. He talked he little... talked about how he doesn't take his shirt off anymore because he hates getting like that ripped. Because mm-hmm. he has to like do his acting job and then work out all the time. Yeah. Which is essentially like a second job. Right, and so you know he, you know he has a do- a young daughter. She probably wants to just like spend more time with her, and you know who knows if they'll have another kid on the way. He's doing. He he made a movie with his uh, cousin too. Yeah, with Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Code Eight or yeah. Yeah, so just you know, good for him that you know he wants to leave. But you know, at the end of 
Arrow season seven in the flash forward, or at least Felicity's last flash forward. I'm gonna talk about this, yeah. She the monitor takes her to where Oliver is. But if the monitor is dead, how is he able to do that? If the monitor is dead, how are they able to do that? If Oliver's supposed to be dead, then where are they going? Right. To like heaven? Right. Because if he was the specter, then... It would have made sense. Right. You just, Maybe just, he's in his own dimension or whatever. Right. You can just take him there. But if the monitor is dead, how is the monitor there in the future? Yeah. No. Doesn't... Well, we don't even know. With Green Arrow and the Canaries, I feel like their future is going to be rewritten in some way now. Yeah. It sort of has to be. Because the other thing is with the monitor changing things and bringing them to the future... And because, you know, Renee didn't know Oliver had a daughter, Dinah didn't know, Barry didn't know, they all know now. There would be no reason for her not to know, maybe like after the age of five, that, you know, she exists. Yeah, and then it's also like, I mean, I'm being honest, I didn't like Arrow's future. I felt like, and I, I, it's not that I, I felt like it was too depressing like, no one talked. Everyone hated each other. Everyone had bad makeup on. It was just like... Did like, Diggle die at some point? Huh? Did Diggle and Lila die at some point? They never showed Diggle and Lila in the future. So... Zoe just, died. I know Zoe died. I saw her die. <laughs> I was just like... Okay. Uh, That was strange. Um, But so Diggle and Lila are just not talked about. No, not really. That's a very odd choice, especially for Diggle. But um, we still I, we still don't know if they're gonna do a Green Lantern thing with him or tease it or something at the end. I, they <sighs> said they would. Mark Guggenheim said they would answer the Green Lantern question with Diggle, and we did not get it in this crossover. So we still have two more episodes. Y'all got left. two more episodes. Maybe that's where Diggle goes. That might be where he goes. But he can't go like right away because he still has two kids. He has two kids. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But yeah, so I don't, yeah, so the future stuff is weird, but, um, and, and parts of season seven don't make sense with the monitor and Felicity, but we got two more episodes of Arrow, so hopefully they can figure it out. Yep. Um, you want to get to episode five? Yes, episode five. So episode five, um, we see a lot of the changes that were made. Carl wakes up, no one knows anything except for the Paragons at first. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Lex Luthor is a good guy, like, love, he's loved by the whole planet, Mm -hmm. and he owns a DEO. Yes, which is... Which I find interesting, because since Lex Luthor was a paragon, I guess now we have evil Lex take over the life of, like, well, supposedly a good Lex. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting how he uses that power. I'm curious how long they'll keep him on the show. Because even when he was on Supergirl, he was only in, like, four episodes. Yeah. But, um, I guess, but, I mean, I hopefully, I mean, John Cryer's life is great. Hopefully they use him. Hopefully they don't beat the dead horse. Did you know he was in, I mean, granted, I don't remember the last time I watched Superman 4, but he was in Superman 4. Yeah, he was his cousin. Yeah. I didn't know, I, I saw an interview where he talked about it. Yeah, I was just like, huh. So you've been a part of the you know DC universe. No, I I think his Lex is good. Oh, his Lex is great. His Lex is fantastic. So I, some people say he's the best on you know live action Lex Luthor. I still hold that to be Michael Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum yeah. I could say John Cryer is definitely a number two. 
but Michael Rosenbaum is still great. You mean the president? Yes. Uh, we didn't see more of Tom Welling, which I was a little disappointed in, but not really because I didn't even think about that till right now. But uh, so yeah, Lex is a uh, Lex owns a DEO, so that I mean that's a Supergirl problem. Mm-hmm. And then um, they revealed a pretty good scene because we see Weather Witch, who is a Flash villain, is Weather Wizard's daughter. Um, Supergirl shows up to fight her, and they don't know each other. And then the Flash shows up, and they're both like, "What are you doing on my Earth?" And well, now, Weather Witch knows her. Well, Weather Super, Witch knows her. Yeah. So. That just showed that, hey, you know, one Earth, finally, I mean, they honestly could have done it with Flashpoint, but they didn't. Yeah. So, Supergirl, eventually we learned Black Lightning 2, everybody's on Earth 1. Yep. This will probably be a dynamic. I'm Hopefully, they use this dynamic to change up some of the shows. Mm-hmm. May I have a feeling that Flash and Supergirl will probably have the most changes. There won't be much from Batwoman or Legends. Mm-hmm. Black Lightning, they might do a thing here or there, but yeah. since Black Lightning just shoots in Atlanta, I don't expect much crossover with them unless they plan to do something and that's a big deal. Yeah, the only thing I would have mad- imagined for Black Lightning is if you were going to have Arrow, like early Arrow, when he was mostly a street-based hero. Yeah, but you don't com- have that anymore. Right, you don't really have that, so maybe Batwoman... But realistically, I mean, granted, it's in Freeland, but Black Lightning started in the slums of Metropolis. In Metropolis, yeah. So Superman doesn't go to the hood, guys. Yeah, Supergirl ain't going to the hood either. You know, she's gonna get clowned by the by some criminals, and then she's gonna run away like she's it. Oh my god! But so I like that scene. We got a cameo from a Mark Wolfman. Yeah, who yeah. wrote the original yeah. Crisis. I like the picture he had of Flash and Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I, I was excited that everything's on one Earth. You know, I'm happy for that. Maybe we'll get some more mini crossovers. Um, That's what I want. And we, we can get into this later. But what I want from now on, you can't really go bigger than Crisis. Mm-mm. Just do, like, team-ups. Smaller team-ups, you know, they're clearly going to have Batwoman and Supergirl go do stuff. Mm-hmm. Smaller team-ups, to me, it's just easier to write the characters. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have... Everybody has more room to breathe than some of the bigger crossovers, which Marvel's done them, DC's done them, and I'm like... I like the team-up books a lot. I like like the Batman-Superman comics, I like yeah. when it's just them. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, you can... You know, you have a Justice League now, but... At the same time, you know, unless you're going to pull out Dark Side, uh, you don't really have a, a need for a Justice League unless you get a Legion of Doom, which that's just a lot. Brainiac. Yeah, Brain Brainiac. Well, Brainiac 5 is still there, so that would just be really weird to have a Brainiac fight a Brainiac. They've fight. never had a real Brainiac on the, on the shows yet, though. Yeah, not, not, not in the Arrowverse, I, no. I had one on Krypton, R.I.P. Did they? Yeah, Krypton had Brainiac. Oh, oh, the show Krypton. Yeah, yeah. That was one thing they didn't show, uh, we didn't get a cameo for, was Krypton. I think they, well, we can get, we can talk about this in a minute, but like, they, I mean, at the end, all the universes were like, here are, here are our current shows. Yeah. That's what it was. Except for Swamp Thing. R.I.P. Yeah. But, um, 
So yeah, we see those changes, and then um, everybody finds out that Oliver is dead for real. Yep. Team Arrow's there. They're hanging out, um, and then Bebo starts attacking the city. Yes, and I was just like, you you see like the blue furry foot, and I was like, Bebo. Yeah, I didn't think they would do Giant Bebo again after uh, Legend Season 3, but they did. Turns out it was a distraction by, um, I don't know who the magic guy was. There was a villain robbing oh, a Oh, Sargon? Sargon, yeah. Yeah, he's a Golden Age DC character. Yep, Goofy. So we had a Goofy villain robbing a bank using Bebo as a distraction. And, um, yeah, everybody shows up. Batwoman shows up. Grappling hook was kind of cool. Yes. Supergirl, like, fangirl. It's like, do you guys know each other She's like, Kate! Yet? And I was like... Alright. But, um... Yeah, so that happened. Um, and then... Oh, Nash Wells. Yeah. You know, I'm surprised nobody at least, like, punched him out. Yeah, well, Nash Wells, um... He he returns, so he's not pariah anymore. He's back to being Nash Wells. And Mm. they find him. Martian Manhunter's been going around giving everybody their memories back. Of like the pre crisis timeline, he's pitching Naswell's, and then they're just like, "All right, well, you know, Naswell's feels guilty, I guess." Mm-hmm. And then uh, the anti monitor comes back because I guess he's still not dead. Right, he was, you know, still existing because you know, plot. And we got a final battle with the anti monitor. We don't get all the superheroes like we did for Crisis and Earth X. We just get a few of them. Yeah. Like, Diana just hangs out in the Arrow Cave, and it's just like... Does she even have powers anymore? Um, She has a she has an artificial cry. Oh, yeah, because... She, she lost her real one. Right, I remember her throat got cut by the serial killer. Which, which was dumb. But, honestly, I think her and Laura were filming Green... I think they were all filming Green Arrow and the Canaries while this was being filmed. That makes sense. Which is why they didn't put her in that battle. That makes sense. That's what, because they all, because usually around crossover time is when characters start disappearing from their shows mm-hmm. or weird things happen. So I think that's what happened with Dinah, but. Like when they were filming Elseworlds and we got the Flash episode where he, you know, was phasing and they threw him in a uh, container. Yep. No. Nope. pod. They were, filming, they, were, they were filming the crossover then. Yeah. But um, yeah, we got a final battle with the Anti-Monitor. Their plan was to shrink him. Right? Yeah, send him to the microverse. The microverse and Ray, Ryan Choi, and Nash make a thing. And yeah, then, Barry builds it. Yeah, then Barry builds it, and then Carr throws it. Anti-Monitor's gone. Yeah, throw like a girl. I was just like, okay, I'm fine with that line. But then she really did suck at throwing that. Her arm was really bad. Yeah, I, I, I want to say, I was like, that's probably the costume. The bat form? Yeah. yeah. Because it looked like she couldn't get her arm, like, you know, like, in an actual one, which I was like, when he said throw, like, girl, I was like, is she gonna, is she gonna softball throw it? Is super, is, is Kara soup? is she a softball player? I, but that was just like, it was, whatever. Um, but Anti-Monitor's gone. Yeah. The day is saved, and then we get um so the president there's a new president now yeah they talk give the announcement that oliver queen is dead and i guess the cover story they're going to use is that he fought he died fighting the anti-monitor mm-hmm. which makes sense and it was a nice scene you see everybody watching the tv and then we get um we see all the new worlds that are created yeah so the multiverse still exists um 
Stargirls, we pretty much they use it as a way to show all the shows they're gonna do. Right. Stargirl show, Titans, Doom Patrol. We saw like Oa from Green Lantern, but apparently that footage was from the Ryan Reynolds movie. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It, was, so, it straight up was. I saw as soon as I saw the green light, I was just like, "Oh, that's Ryan Reynolds." So I've heard that they're working on some sort of Green Lantern show. Yeah. So I don't know if that was like a placeholder or if they just want to be like Green Lantern exists. No, they just released something about it. Uh, uh, something else like this week about it, um, but it's supposed to focus on two Earth based. Uh, Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. They just didn't say who. Okay. So hopefully, you know, one is John Stewart, and I don't really care who the other one is as long as it's not Guy. I feel like they use Jessica Cruz a lot. Yeah. You could have Jessica, you could have Simon. Um, but I feel like you have to have Hal or John and then yeah. somebody else. Yeah. No, I agree. But um, we get that Swamp Thing, which is already canceled. Yep. Um. Oh, Brandon Ralph Superman, who is Christopher Reeve Superman, is back. Yeah. And he doesn't have the black on his ass anymore. Right. So I think the assumption is that his family that was dead is, is alive. alive. He's not depressed. And he did the Superman flight, which he was the only Superman not to do, not including Tom Welling. Because yeah. he did in the comics, so technically I guess that counts. But, so I was good. Nice ending for that version of Superman. Um, and then, uh, the new, the Earth that the Arrowverse is on is Earth Prime. And we get, we're back in the, um, pretty much the Hall of Justice that they had in the um, Aliens crossover that they, we hadn't been back to. Mm-hmm. And um, I like the, uh, the moment of silence for Oliver Queen. Black Lightning is there, and you text me, and you said, Black Lightning has no idea who <laughs> yeah, Oliver is. he's just like, sorry to this man. I see a picture of him walking down the street, and I wouldn't know who yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I said, I, I tweeted the Kiki Palmer yeah. memes. I'm sorry, I don't know who this man is. Because he doesn't. <laughs> he didn't even meet him. And then he's just like, sounds like Oliver was a cool dude. It's like, yeah, he was. All right. I, that's, that's the most he can really say. But we got the, um, I mean, we got the Hall of Justice. They have a round table with everybody has a seat and Oliver's is left open. Yeah. So thought that was all cool. I mean, it's pretty much, this is the closest we're going to get to the Justice League. Yeah. Yeah. And Gleek from Super Friends. And Gleek from Super Friends. Which was I swear. Hinted they, at at the end. It, so it, we maybe we'll get the Wonder Twins. Maybe. I was like, wait, aren't they in there? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, that was Smallville. I feel like they show up on Legends. Probably. That would make sense. Yeah. So, um, overall, what did you think of, uh, what did you think of these last two episodes? And then what did you think of Crisis on Infinite Earth, like, period? I thought they did a really good job. Um, it's hard when you have most of your heroes be punch and kick based to fight on this level of, you know... To give them really villains to fight, you have those shadow demons, and you know they punch and kick them, and for some reason that beats them. Um, but you don't really have that many with energy-based powers. You know, you have the Kryptonians, Martian Manhunter, sort of flight team. Yeah, they flight, said that in the show. Flight team, uh, the Ray, but at that point he was well. I guess he technically should be on that Earth now. Um, in the Flash, if he wants to chuck some lightning. Uh, and I guess Killer Frost, but everybody else was just sort of not there, probably filming another show. Um, so 
like it was sort of lacking in the action but it was very good in what it did like the fan service was there the plot was there um it had a lot of fun moments i had fun watching it i enjoyed it. i thought it did a very good job for tackling something as ambitious as, as ambitious as crisis i thought they did a very good job of the tv show and i felt like they rewarded the legacy of like dc properties mm-hmm. you know because there are references of so many things a lot of shows got canceled like the john wilson ship blast show and mm-hmm. the birds of prey show you know things never got sequel like brandon ralph superman so i felt like it was a nice way of just like acknowledging what came before mm-hmm. you know what existed and then the ending was like showing like oh here's all our new stuff and what's going to come and what's going to come so i i enjoyed it the most i agree the action was the week was weaker i think crisis on earth x probably had the best action yeah out of all the crossovers that's still probably my favorite crossover as far as like crossovers are concerned but i mean i dug this and part of the thing about crisis too is that like well, how is it going to affect the other shows? Mm-hmm. And I really do hate, I hate, hope that they make some interesting, like, changes now, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, to Supergirl's Earth is there, aliens are a thing, everybody knows about aliens, mm-hmm. you know, you can definitely incorporate more Superman lore stuff and Batman lore stuff, honestly, into some of the other shows, mm-hmm. especially Legends, you know? Yeah. I'm curious as to how they're going to end the Flash now. Yeah. Like, just just how they're going to end the show. Because, I mean, you can always end it with him just, just yeah, doing Yeah, I mean, the thing. newspaper teasing Crisis was a thing since the beginning of Flash. Right. You always thought that that's how they would end it in some way. Right, and apparently that newspaper was a lie. Yep. So... Some people were upset, no reverse flash, but I honestly think they ran out of time. Yeah, I, you know, I was like, oh, maybe in the, the wrap-up episode, but, you know, he said, see you in the next crisis. I feel I like, like he should have showed up in the Speed Force. I don't know. Yeah, that would have made sense. And you didn't even have to do it with the other Eobardthon actor you have. You know, Tom, Tom Cavanaugh. Cavanaugh, so just use him. Tom Cavanaugh will never leave the Arrowverse. Or just use... Just use past quotes while he's running around, like trying to make the Flash doubt himself. Yeah. But honestly, that could be, you could do, well, what you could have done in this is if you did have Barry die in like the pre-crisis one, when he comes back in post-crisis, do like the Flash rebirths um, thing, and so then you have the... The reverse flash be the villain for the second half of the season where he's like, I was the one that brought you back, Barry, but I did the worst thing possible to you. I brought you back in reverse because in that one, every speedster he touched died. Really? And so like he was becoming the new black flash. It's a fantastic storyline. Interesting. And one of my favorite flash uh, comic books. But, you know, so they had to go through that. So I was like, you could have done that. That could have been a way to bring back like some other Flash characters and introduce some new ones, because they also hinted at something in a storyline that they just never touched. But you know, like at the end of comic books, or sometimes you know, pretty much a post-credit scene for the comic book was like in Gorilla City, 
and they were saying the reverse flash did something to the jungles and like messed with the speed force never talked about it ever again yeah yeah so it's just like eh. but i was like you could do something like that because you're not gonna top tom cavanaugh as the reverse flash you got close with zoom and then it's just sort of been ever since um, it looks like from the next Flash trailer that, uh, blood work is gone, so, yay. Yay. I don't know who the villain is going to be for the second half, um, apparently, apparently Batwoman's fighting a vampire, so that's neat. Black Lightning just kind of looks like back to normal, at least for now, though they do mission crossover in the trailer. Yeah, they're going to mention be like, wait, so you guys were in a, you were saying another dimension exists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Supergirl's dealing with Lex and Legends. So apparently Legends kind of got screwed. Part of the reason all the Legends were in this crossover is because when they were writing this season of Legends, they didn't know that the season would start, you know, after the holiday. So they had written, they had, they thought the crossover was going to be like after their eighth episode. So they had written all, they had written like the first half of the season before knowing what was going to happen in Crisis. So allegedly, Crisis isn't going to affect Legends all of that much until later. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Fun fact. That's going to be a little confusing. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, overall, I did enjoy it. It'll be interesting to see what the fallout is. If I, anything. I do have one question. And it still has not been answered in like three years. What? How did Oliver Queen get kryptonite? He had it in Crisis on Earth X. Where'd it come from? Firestorm. That's the only only real way he would get something like that. Yeah. Because Firestorm can make it, right? Right, but then how did he know it existed? He has to know know. the transmutation to make it possible. And I love how it's a big deal whenever someone has kryptonite and Supergirl's like, how dare you? And it's like, you gotta give us something. Yeah. Uh... Because to be honest, I mean... With a shard of kryptonite, Superman can still kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, it only kryptonite only really becomes like life threatening for them is if you know he's got it in like a suit or something. Yeah, or he has enough of it around to really because like it. Sometimes they'll put gas in the, in the atmosphere. Yeah, and that'll fuck Superman up. Or he just walks into the room and like the walls are lined with it, and then it's like, okay, yeah, then you got him. But you know, if you just have a shard and you're like holding it up to him, he'd still, you know, heat vision your head off. Because I think it was one of the um, one of the dark multiverse like origin stories where like Batman had a, a kryptonite spear and Superman just heat rays his uh, arm off, and it's like, yep. well, that didn't work. Yep. And then Batman became Doomsday. Mm-hmm. It's a weird, uh, weird story. Yeah. But, um, you want to talk about Morbius? Yeah, Morbius. Um, so, it looks decent enough, Yeah, so, Sony is doing more of their original movies like Venom. Um, yeah, it's Jared Leto. He's back. He's Morbius the Living Vampire. Yep. Um, it was, it, 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 the the trailer felt like a trailer for a superhero movie from, like, the mid-2000s, but... Mm -hmm. I'd see it. The interesting things about it were we got Mike, Michael Keaton as mm-hmm. a bolster at the end, implying that this movie takes place in the same universe as Tom Holland's Spider-Man, even though it is not a part of the MCU. Even though 
you have a, it seemed more like a placeholder um, of a Spider-Man. Um, yeah, you have, so there, there's graffiti of Spider-Man. In, in one of the shots, he's graffiti of Spider-Man, but it's the Tobey Maguire suit. And it look, and apparently it was just taken from the Spider-Man game. Right. And it has murder over it. Which would imply the ending of Far From Home. Home where Spider-Man is framed for killing Mysterio. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, where does this take place? The memes are pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Like, they like to make fun of Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. Like, he just has no idea. He's like calling Sony on the phone like, what? What are you doing? What have you done? But um, I'm curious. I mean, they got. I mean, clearly they plan on doing something real mm-hmm. because Michael Keaton's in it, and it is confirmed he is playing the Vulture because he's in his um same prison outfit he had in the post credit scene of uh, Homecoming. Right. And one of my friends was asking me about that, and he was just like, "Well, who would be on the Senator Six, Sinister Six? And I'd be like, "It'd be sort of hard for Morbius because Morbius, like, he goes. He's really an anti-hero. Like sometimes he's a villain, and the same thing with Venom." So it's just sort of like, you know, what you you throw them on those two on there, fine. I don't, you know, they shouldn't have killed Mysterio in Far From Home. I don't even really think he's dead. Yeah, maybe he's not. But even there, you have Mysterio, you have Vulture, you have Venom and Morbius. Um. Then you got to introduce two other ones, and I'm like, if you're going to introduce two in a Senator Six movie or two in the next Spider-Man movie before it becomes a Senator like the Sinister Six movie, then it's got to be someone small time, like Sandman or Shocker or someone of that caliber, because you can't just introduce a Green Goblin in a Sinister Sinister Six movie or have him be the villain in Spider-Man Three, and then. He's back. You can do Hobgoblin. You can introduce Hobgoblin. In, in yeah, you can do Hobgoblin. Just have Mark Hamill play it. Nostalgia. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what the plan is, but this this movie exists. It's real. Does Sony have a plan? Does mm, Disney have a knows? plan? Who, who knows? Who knows? But speaking of properties that are now under Disney's fold, New Mutants is apparently in the MCU. Yeah, that I guess so. Yep. That, All right. They came out and said it, which oh. is weird. It is really weird. I that movie has been that movie was supposed to be released what two years ago. They should just put it in Hulu and call it a day. Yeah, they they really should have. But you know, it's it's interesting that this is going to be our first taste of mutants, and it's like a horror movie. Yeah, girl from Game of Thrones is in it. Maisie Williams. Yep. And then you have Colossus's sister in in the movie. Who's the blonde girl with the bangs? Oh, that's, that's um magic. She was the chick who was in uh Split. The mm. girl got kidnapped. Mm. And um Glass, but no one talks about Glass. Mm. Glass is weird. Mm. Split's a good movie though. Highly recommend. Yeah. But yeah, no, so if you got magic, you got Colossus. I I have I have no words. Um the Harley yeah. Quinn movie looks fun. Oh yeah, Birds of Prey. Yeah, I'll oh, your see, cousin. I'll see that after I take the bar. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else. Black Widow. I think we established we don't really. Yeah. We did. We got some more Taskmaster footage where he like copies Black Widow's form like perfectly. So. Yeah. 
And he's got a shield and holds it like Captain America. They better not kill him. That's all I have to I say. I hope not. Also, Black Widow's sister is definitely going to die because she's wearing the jacket that Black Widow wore in Infinity War. Like, the best thing she had. That That's the number one problem with this movie. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. That That's the biggest issue, too, is that, like, Black Widow is dead, and since it's, like, a midquel, a prequel, whatever, it's, like, you feel like there's just no consequences that can come out of this. Right, because even if it just changes her outlook, like, say she just had sunny disposition at the end of Civil War, and then she was really depressed in Infinity War. And that is War. when it takes place, because I read the, uh, the prequel comic. Mm-hmm. That it pretty much went over everything Black Widow did before this happens. Yeah. And it ended with her, like, leaving, you know, being on the run after Civil War. Yeah, so it's just sort of like, you know, even if this drastically changed her character in between Civil War and Infinity War, why does it matter? She's dead. So, you know, whatever. Yep. But, um... Oh, Doctor Strange 2. Not a horror movie? Not a horror movie. It went from being a horror movie, the MCU's first horror movie, to a horror uh, movie Well, the director stepped down, right? And then the director stepped down. So, there's drama behind the scenes. Disney needs to let their directors have creative control over their movies. And if you don't want a movie to be a horror movie, don't bring in a horror film director. That that's just that's just simple. Yeah. Because you have Star Wars having multiple directors drop out. You had Ant Man. You have uh, Doctor Strange two now. I'm pretty sure you've had others. Because you had Rogue. No, Rogue One was fine. You had Episode Nine that was messed up. Solo that was messed up. You know the. Brothers, why can't I think of their names now? That did um, Winter Soldier, Civil War, Rossi's? No. Hmm? Russo. The Russo, Russo brothers are gone now, so I'm like, you, you gotta, you gotta let, like, you let them have creative control, and for the most part, they did a very good job. Let yeah. people do things. Yeah, I don't. Because it's not like your movies are going to lose money. I'm, I'm really excited for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Everything else, eh. Yeah. Apparently Loki starts filming soon. Uh, apparently we're supposed to get Tumblr. Tumblr is going to be really excited. You know about Loki's like massive female fan base. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Wanda Vision is going to come out this year. Apparently. It's weird. Yes, sir. But yeah. All right. You got anything else? Mm-mm. Yep. This is good. Um, I'm going to get a Kingdom Hearts Remind this week, so I'll let you guys know how the Kingdom Hearts DLC is. If it's uh, disappointing or not. I've been watching Robert play Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Is it good? It looks decent enough. I'm getting some uh, Fire Emblem DLC. I did buy a... You heard of Nier Automata? Yeah. Got it for Christmas. Nice. Playing it right now. Robot Apocalypse. Kind of depressing. Oh. I'm in like a level. It's like an abandoned amusement park. Oh. Yeah. This is supposed to you be... Get to, like, ride, you get to like ride on like a... Roller coaster and fight some robots, and like in near time to like all human, all humans have left Earth, so it's all like ruins of places. Oh, yeah, robot apocalypse, and you're like a good robot fighting evil robots. So, Wally, it, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and it's, it is a, it is a Wally vibe. Hmm. Yeah, no, humans have left Earth and they've like colonized another planet, and they sent they sent their own robots to fight the robots that took over. So, hmm. interesting game. But all right, got anything else? Nope. All right, well, this has been Chris. This has been Chris. And this has been the... Um, 28th. 28th edition, I always forget, of the Two Black, Two Nerdy podcast. Um, find our Twitter account. I'm going to retweet it from my main account. And, um, yeah, that's about it. Remember, the Force will be with you. The Force will indeed be with you. Always. Live long and prosper.